Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. There are so many kids out there who have never had anyone pray for them ever at all. And you are standing up right now and you are saying, I'm going to pray for my child. It gives me cold chills. You can start right now. I actually had a mom say to me once, well, I messed up. I'm done. My kids are out of the house. I missed it. Those were her words to me. I missed it. And I said, no, you didn't. As long as your kids are on this side of heaven, you can start praying right now. God didn't show that to you before. So don't live in any guilt that God that you haven't been a praying mom up to this point. Just start now. And we can we can use the the tools that God's given us in his word to know how to do it. Aloha friends and welcome back to the Boy Mom podcast. I hope you're doing well and I am so grateful that you're taking time to tune in and listen today because we have a topic and a guest that you're going to love. And I know you're going to love the guest because she's been with us in two other episodes, episode 27 and episode 42. And these are some of the most listened to episodes. And so I know you love Brooke McLaughlin and this topic is so important. If you're a mom, you need prayer. If you're boy mom, you need prayer. And Brooke is with us to talk about her brand new book called Praying Mom, Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. Now, I love talking to Brooke about prayer because she gets us. She gets the busy moms. She gets the overwhelmed moms. She is 
fantastic to talk to if you are just starting on a prayer journey, wanting to become a praying mom, or if you've been praying for years, but just want to expand your prayer life, go deeper. Her new book is awesome. I had the chance to read an early copy and endorse her book, and I absolutely love her writing style. She's so relatable, and she offers so much practical help, practical prayers. She gives us huge amounts of prayers that we can just open up and pray for our own children. So you're going to want to get your hands on praying. Mom, it just came out. And so I'm so excited to get to share this interview with all of you. I won't waste your time. I'm going to let you listen to Brooke share her story and a little bit more about what it means to be a praying mom. She has some real encouragement in this interview, whether or not you're able to read the book. I think you're going to get tons out of what she shares today. Now, I just want to pause real quick to thank you again for being a part of this community for your ratings and reviews and for sharing this podcast with your friends. This community has grown so much over this last year and I get so much joy out of getting to know all of you. So please keep spreading the word and um, I'm just going to dive right in. I have a few final words to say at the end of this episode, but without further ado, here's Brooke McLaughlin talking about what it means to be a praying mom. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Brooke, welcome back on the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Your your listeners are amazing. So what a great they group are. of people. Thank you for having me. Right? Yes, we go way back as Boy Moms together. And even looking back over, we've, we had you on in both episode 27 and 42. And I will be linking to both of those in the show notes. But I was like, you're getting up there with Wendy Speak now. We're <laughs> a number of times for being on. And your episodes have been some of my listeners' favorites. So I know that everyone listening who's heard you before is excited for what you're going to share today. And so for anyone who's new here, hasn't heard you before, can you give a quick introduction? to who you are and yeah. what you do and your family. Yeah, absolutely. So some of your listeners will know that I started out in ministry um, just to mothers of boys. In fact, that's how mm-hmm. you and I became acquainted with each mm-hmm. other through the ministry of the Mob Society. I do that with Aaron Mooring, who's um, home with the boys on all social media platforms. But we did that for a lot of years and had a great time doing it. And a couple years ago, we really felt like the Lord was leading us in a new direction And so we kind of pressed pause on the Mob Society. It's all still there. So people can still find all the the great articles, some of which you wrote and and that kind of thing. They're all there. But we really changed our ministry focus to one that was much more saturated on the issue of helping moms to make prayer their first and best response to parenting. And and out of that was developed our new ministry called Million Praying Moms. So that's been going on for a couple of years I live in the mountains of southwestern Virginia. We live in Appalachia, and we love it here. Um, some some people think that time stopped here, but I'm here to tell you there's a lot that's still happening that's really great in this area. And I've been married to my husband, Corey, for 19 years just this past week. And we have a an almost 16-year-old. He will be 16 in a few days. And then we also have a 14-year-old. And so we do life around crazy boy parent stuff. Our boys are athletes. They love to play baseball and football and all the things. And so we stay busy with that. And in the midst of all that stuff, the Lord gives me the opportunity to write. And I'm really grateful for that. Mm, Love it. Love everything you do and love following your boys. They're just adorable. And they're musicians too, right? They are. They are. Yes. That's one of the pieces of Appalachian culture that our family really loves and thrives on. Both of our boys have played the fiddle, which is the same thing for your listeners who might be wondering. It's the same instrument as the violin. It's just a different 
style, an entirely different style of music, but it's the same instrument. Hmm. They have been playing the fiddle since they were, uh, let's see, four and five, respectively. Wow. And um, they still play. In fact, there's a music jam tonight after we record that we'll wow. probably go to wow. and just just hang out and jam. And we love that piece of it as well. So good. They're they're good. I've seen clips on Instagram, so we'll, we'll be linking to all that. <laughs> well, we love having you on. I just consider you kind of my resident praying mom expert. Um, back in episode 27, we talked about the why, what, and how of praying for boys. And people loved that because I think there are people who want to learn to pray. There are Christians who pray all the time, but would say, I don't really consider myself a praying mom. I'm not good at it. You know, maybe I pray, but I don't really know what I'm doing, or it's just not an area that I carve out a lot of time for, or I've never really matured in my prayer life. And so I love that you speak to everyone. Um, You give us everything from the basics of how to start praying, to how to go deeper and how to make it a daily habit, how to really, not just daily, but bring it into all parts of your day. And so that's why I love to listen to you because I feel like you're so relatable and you just have something for everyone. And that's what was in episode 27. So people might want to go back and listen to that. Now we were referring back then to your book, Praying for Boys. And oh my goodness, that's such a good book. People should definitely still get that and read it, but you have a new book. And I would love for you to tell us maybe what's different about this one. Your new book is called Praying Mom. And just like you talked about your ministry, it's subtitled Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. So I love that. Tell us kind of what would be different if we've already read Praying for Boys. Yeah, that's a great question. There is a a lot different in this new book. So What I'd like to say is that the most obvious difference between the two is that Praying for Boys is for mothers of boys. It is really very boy-ish. You know, all the stories are related to boys. The Everything is 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 boy speak, boy mom speak. Everyone will understand that um, if they're a boy mom. And, and I love that book. And, and I still love that people love that book. But this one came from kind of a different place. And that is that, you know, A, it is for mothers of boys and mothers of girls. Mm -hmm. It's also for grandmothers. It's for Mm -hmm. anyone who is currently praying for someone that they're responsible for. Um, But this came from uh, the story of this book is that several years ago, we sent out an email survey to our listeners and and readers at, at what was then the Mob Society. And we asked them a very, very simple question. We just said, if you believe you should be praying, but you are not, why? That was it. It wasn't any grand thing. It was no special software that we used. It was just this little email that we sent out. And I'm not kidding, Monica. It was like people were sitting on the other side of the computer waiting for us to send that message because we began to get emails back immediately. And we got hundreds and hundreds of emails from moms who were telling us uh, what their challenges were. Hmm. And as I'm reading these challenges, first of all, I began to be able to group them into, hmm. okay, we're hearing this one over and over and over again. Things like, you know, your your listeners will get this. Uh, we heard lots and lots of times, I have little children. I can barely go to the bathroom alone, much less find time to pray. Like mm-hmm. we can all identify with that, right? Yeah, and we yes. heard that one plenty of times. But we also began to hear other deeper heart issues like, I don't believe God hears my prayers anymore. Or 
I'm really tired of asking God for the same thing over and over and over again. I'm exhausted from my prayer life. Um, And those things just reflected a much deeper heart level issue. And as I read those, Monica, I thought, I know how to fix this. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know what to do to help. I don't have the answers for everything, but this is an answer I have. I know how to fix this because I really don't believe that the vibrant prayer life that God has given me, that he would withhold that from anybody else. There is nothing special about my prayer life that that any of your listeners right now couldn't have. Right. And yet it is, it is the way, it is my, I often say this, it is my entire game plan for parenting. It is, that's it. People ask me, what's your parenting philosophy or what's your, what's your game plan or how do you do this? And my answer is I pray. I stay in connection with my creator. And so I have this, this, you know, response. And so it began to just sit on me, Brooke, you Mm -hmm. can do something about this. You can fix this. Mm -hmm. And so that's how this book was birthed. It really addresses the challenges that are keeping moms from having the, the kind of vibrant prayer life that I believe God wants for them and helps them overcome it so that they know what to do to get there. Mm, that is solid. I love it. And and I was able to read an advanced copy and just agree that there it's it is definitely unique and so engaging. You open your book with seven challenges to praying moms, which I'm sure you took from these email responses. Um, I love how you did that. And I love that you share stories from real moms. You kind Mm -hmm. of will give an example and they're all so relatable. And then you kind of circle back at the end of the chapter and finish it off. So that, that to me just really drew me in because these are real people. These are real moms who struggle in different areas. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about how, how you chose and how you chose the people. Sure. I would, I would be happy to that, that part of the book was a no-brainer for me because hmm. I, while I knew that I could dig into the Word of God and address the heart-level issues that that were being expressed in these challenges, I had not personally experienced all seven sure. of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Now I've experienced some of them, maybe over half of them, but mm-hmm. I had ne- I had there were some that I had not experienced. And one of the things that that people tell me they really like about my writing and it's something that you even just mentioned is that it feels relatable. They like the stories that I tell because it it um you know and I know you probably get this this feedback from your books as well. It just feels like they know you. It feels like they understand you. And so I really felt like there needed to be story that that helped illustrate the point that we were trying to make, but I also knew that I couldn't authentically tell every single story. And so that's why I went to uh, the people that I went to and asked them because I knew their stories mm, and I knew right. that they could they could tell it better than I could to introduce the chapters. And so, um, you know, I pulled uh, my friend Terry Lynn Underwood, who wrote the book Praying for Girls. It was kind of a companion to Praying for Boys. And I, she has a tremendous heart, like I do, for praying scripture. And so she talks about how Uh, In the chapter, I don't know what to pray. God, teach me to pray. She talks to us about how to pray the word and and her story of of God showing her, even as a pastor's wife, who didn't really get how to pray. She said, I had people come to me all the time and ask me how to pray. And and yet I kind of was faking it. I really just didn't know exactly what to do. And so it tells us her journey. Um, Another friend of mine uh, wrote the chapter on just being exhausted 
from having to pray over and over again, Stacy Thacker, who's whose husband literally died and was raised back to life. He had a, um, and his heart stopped beating and God gave him life again after that. So she wrote that story of, of kind of what happened after God did this miraculous work in, in Mike's life and how they had to just continue to trust God over and over again. And so I, the Lord just brought me the right people um, I have September McCarthy who wrote about having a mm. bunch of kids and littles in the house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so easily distracted. What do I do? Right. How do I find time for the most important thing? So uh, it's a very well-rounded look for moms of all ages. Right. Um, and I think there's something in it for everybody. I love that. Now, we don't want to give any of it away, but can you name some of the challenges that came up the most in yeah. case people relate to some of these? I would be happy to. So I already mentioned the, I have small children. I can't even think, right? I can't even think straight. So we address that. And that chapter, along with September's chapter, which is I'm so busy, mm. help me time, help me find time for my most important relationship. Those two chapters are super, super practical, really great stuff in there to help the mom who's, who's struggling in those areas. So we also have, I don't know what or how to pray. Lord, teach me to pray your word. We have, um, I don't know if my prayers really matter um, to God. And that was one that really grabbed my heart. We also have, I can't pray until I get my life back together, which I think is a, a lie that people believe. Like, I just don't want to go to God because my life is a mess right now. Um, and then, of course, we have, I'm exhausted from trying to trust God. So we really, those are the answers that we saw over and over and over mm. again as we were doing this survey. I love at the end of your chapters, too, that you have a pray it forward section. Um, mm -hmm. Just thought that was a really, again, really practical way to wrap up the chapters with the verses and prayers. So you kind of mm -hmm. give us the script, you give us God's word and teach us to pray God's word, which is so powerful and effective. And yet sometimes hard to know how to start doing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think there was something that happened and I tell this story a little bit in the book. I'll touch on it here. I, I had a friend that um, I hadn't seen for a long time. We used to, we, my, my husband and I moved about a, two hours away from her. And so our lives just weren't intersecting on a regular basis anymore, but they had at one time. And so we met uh, at, a, at an event. We just happened to be there at the same time. And so we made time to have lunch together and sit down. And she was telling me about what God was doing in her life. And I was telling her about how the Mob Society was now Million, million Praying Moms and what we were trying to accomplish there. And she stopped me in the middle of saying that. And she said, thank you. She said, I've been a Christian for many, many years. And I still don't feel like I really know how or mm -hmm. what to pray. Yeah. And I thought, wow, like this is a person that I really feel like is mature in the Lord. Like yeah. she knows the word. Sure. She knows, you know, she knows what the Bible says. She, she's, a, she speaks, she teaches, she, you know, she's someone that I, I kind of expected that that would go hand in hand and it doesn't always. And so it, it's important. I think that we real, that we realize that there are lots of people out there um, from from the mom who is a baby believer or maybe not even a believer to the mom that's been walking with the Lord for a very long time who don't know what they're doing. And so, and it's okay. There's no judgment there. Today is the day you can start. If you didn't do it yesterday or if you haven't done it for the last 10 years, you can start today. And there's never, it's never too late. A 
right, friends, I hope you are enjoying this conversation and there's still a whole bunch more to come. But first, I want to pause here real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is Canopy. Now, hopefully you got to hear Canopy's CEO on episode 111. Sean Clifford joined me for an amazing interview. So if you missed that, go back and check it out. But Canopy is an app that blocks explicit adult images on kids' phones. We've talked before about just how important it is to guard your sons from some of the bad content out there. And a lot of kids accidentally stumble across explicit images and videos online. One study found that twice as many kids had seen pornography as their parents had thought. Canopy is great. It blocks explicit content that other filters miss. How? Because it uses artificial intelligence to detect bad stuff before your kid sees it. Canopy also lets you block and manage apps and websites and works on Apple, Android, and Windows. Guys, this is some super cool technology. Be sure to use the link in my show notes, or you can go straight to canopy.us forward slash boy mom. You can get 30 days free. Check it out. I think you'll be impressed. Okay. Now let's get back to today's conversation. Do you mind giving a few words to the mom who wants to start? What would you say? Where to begin? Yeah. Well, I really do think they'll find a lot of those answers in the book. And actually, um, when people go ahead and purchase the book, they will get an un- actually two unpublished chapters that that are actually not in the book. One of them is very specifically how to pray scripture, because that's where I started. I and it. I didn't even purpose to start that way. <laughs> um, the, the story behind that is that I began studying Ezekiel 36, 26, when my kids were really, really little. And I don't even remember why, Monica, I have no idea why God had me there. But it was, but I had this aha moment from those verses that I was not the one that was responsible for their salvation, that God was the one who changes hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And it really grabbed me. Whatever season we were in at that time, it really grabbed me. And before I I was thinking about it a lot and dwelling on it and processing it, and before I even really knew what happened, I found myself going, Lord, would you turn their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? Mm -hmm. Lord, would you do this in my children? Mm -hmm. Because they weren't saved then. Mm -hmm. It just flowed naturally out of my my intersection with the Word of God and what God was revealing to me. Mm -hmm. Just I began to pray it for myself and for my kids. And so God taught me that very organically. And the process of how that works and how they can do it, it's very simple. It's not rocket science. When they order the book, they get that chapter that, that will teach them exactly how I do that step by step. The other piece of that is that the other chapter that they can get is that there are some things in the word that God tells us will hinder our prayers. And I don't talk about those in the book because I'm mainly talking about the challenges that we heard from the moms. But in the in this extra bonus chapter, I'm actually going to talk to you about these are the things that the word says that if if this is happening in your life or not happening in your mm. life, that may be a reason that your prayers are hindered. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a biblical look at that as well. Um, but for the mom who is just starting, mm. I just want to say, yay, you <laughs> like there are so many, just, just think about this for a moment. There are so many kids out there who have never had anyone pray for them ever at all. And you are standing up right now. And you are saying, I'm going to pray for my child. It gives me cold chills. You can start right now. I actually had a mom say to me once, well, I messed up. I'm done. My kids are out of the house. I missed it. 
Those were her words to me. I missed it. And I said, no, you didn't. As long as your kids are on this side of heaven, you can start praying right now. God didn't show that to you before. So mm-hmm. don't live in any guilt mm-hmm. that God, that you haven't been a praying mom up mm-hmm. to this point. Just start now. And we can, we can use the, the tools that God's given us in his word to know how to do it. I love that. I love it because for that mom, her kids were grown, but I know there's some moms listening who might have kids who are at any stage of growing up and they're thinking mm-hmm. sometimes have that guilt or shame that they didn't start sooner. So I love that you point out that we're only responsible for what we know and now is a good time to start and it's not too late. Oh, I want to have a vibrant prayer life. And I loved that you have 20 things, right? In the second part of the book, you have practical tips for a vibrant prayer life. And Mm -hmm. that was so good. I mean, some of these were like, yeah, I've heard that before, but what a good reminder. And others were like, oh, (laughs) that is awesome. Do you Mm -hmm. mind running? Do you, can you share a couple samples of, um, of these tips for a vibrant prayer life? Well, I love this part of the book, Monica. It's something um, that that I have just collected over the years. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I, I just wanted to provide people with something. Like, there's a lot of things there. And I just felt like maybe one of them will stick with, with them. So there's a variety. Um, the first one that I, I really think is important is just do something, mm-hmm. right? Um, so many, so many moms tell me I don't have time to pray. Mm-hmm. And I get that because, you know, my, my boys are teenagers now. And um, I, I remember vibrantly what it was like to have young children. But I'm going to tell you, and I, I know you can attest to this as well. The amount of time that you have between little ones and big ones, it, it never gets easier. Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. just suddenly have more time. The things that you're doing with your kids change. Uh, but but it's not like you're ever just going to get to the time where you would just have all this time and the heavens open and the sun <laughs> shines down yeah. and you open the word and you pray and you know yeah. like that's just not reality. Right. And so um, my my first tip is you have to want it. And I think when I say that, what I mean is actually you have to act like your life depends on it because it it very in, in a very real way it does. So you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get the time that you need with God, whatever that looks like for you. So a few things that I really like to do is for me that have worked over time is to create an atmosphere that I'm going to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So I have what I I refer to as my green prayer chair. It's the chair that I go to almost every morning. Sometimes I shake things up a little bit and go to the the kitchen table, but most of the time I'm in the green, the green prayer chair. I I have to say when I read your green prayer chair, I giggled because I have a red prayer chair. I love, I love it. That. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I really look forward to going mm-hmm. to this cozy chair mm-hmm. and snuggling up and having my time in the morning, whenever that might be. For me, I really prefer to have my prayer time in the morning, my my dedicated prayer t- time in the morning. I say that because I pray off and on all day long. And, and there's ways that I do that. But um, I love to, to do that. I love to have something smelling good there because, you know, I do still live in a boy mom home so or a boy home. So some, and I also have two big dogs, so you never know what it's going to smell like in here. So I, I, you know, put my favorite essential oils in the diffuser or whatever, and just try to make it as easy as possible to want to come to yeah. that place. That's yeah. something that helps me. Um, I'm also a thinker. And so sometimes what I'll do is, is sit down and just brain dump. I wake up in the morning 
and I have a million things going through my mind and those can distract me from from my time with the Lord. And so I keep a piece of paper beside me when I'm praying mm-hmm. and just like if something comes, I just pause for a minute, and write it down and then go on. And that way I know I'm not going to forget it. No, I love that. Cause I think reading that just affirmed for me, sometimes I feel like, no, no, save everything until you're done with devotions, you know, first spend time with God. But when you have mm-hmm. all those thoughts, sometimes they're distracting you. And so I loved that you included that. I was like, okay, yeah. sometimes it's better to just write them all down. And then you're in a sense, dedicating them to the Lord and saying, help me mm-hmm. now take all these things that are on my mind and make some sense of them, sort them out yeah, today. Really? You're saying this is yours, Lord. I'm mm-hmm. giving to you to this or giving this to you Mm -hmm. for this time. And I will circle back to it when you and I are done. So I love that as well. One of the things that I really enjoy telling people to do is something that I don't think they think about enough or as easily as listen to an audio Bible. Um, I mentioned before that my first experience with praying the word of God came from my own time in the word of God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I intended to do, but it was a response to something that God had showed me in the word that was timely for me and my children in in that specific time. So the more that you're intersecting with the word of God, the more I believe you'll find things to pray about, to Mm -hmm. to worship for. Thank you, Lord, for this. Um, Would you do this in my life? Would you do, would you accomplish this verse in, in my children's life, Lord? Would you do these things? And so if you're one of those people that, that really struggles with time, um, when, when my boys were really little and I was still working outside of the home part-time, um, I would listen to an audio Bible on the way into work mm-hmm. and I would listen to an audio Bible on the way home from mm-hmm. work. And some days that was all I got, but mm-hmm. I was doing it and and giving God the opportunity to to move in me at those times. So we can get really creative in our prayers. We can. And and I love that we live in a time where there's so much available to us. I have started doing a, a Bible app devotional that um, walks you through, and and I love to read it while I listen. And I just think, you know, Lord, you knew that when I would be alive in this world, and this wasn't always available. And yes, I do still love to read a paper Bible mm-hmm. and and go through the pages, but sometimes it is really special to be able to hear someone, especially when they have a cool accent, you know, <laughs> it <laughs> yes. always helps. Absolutely. And the, the, the British accent and then, um, but, but I love that. And, and these are all tools that we can use. So I love it. There, there's one that stood out to me that I'd love to touch on. Something I hadn't thought of is having a prayer street. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Tell I, us how you do that. Okay. So I this, do this is not an original idea. I have to give credit where credit is due. There is someone that at last year during COVID, um, you know, neither one of us were out speaking a whole lot like we might have been otherwise. But I did do a lot of speaking online. I would pop in to, to a women's group through Zoom or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I had the privilege of meeting a woman named Amy Newsom, who was the women's ministry leader at First Baptist Church in Orlando. And she shared this idea with me and I loved it. She said her family has a what they call a prayer street. And every time they go on that street, it's just a short little street that they have to come to as they're both you know leaving their home and coming back to their home. But when they hit that, everybody in the car knows this is the time that we stop and pray for whatever's on our heart. So maybe there's a there's a friend that's in need or maybe there's something happening in their own family or whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what you're praying for. They stop and they pray. 
And I thought that was a fantastic idea, especially for the group of moms that have the captive audience because their kids yep. have to be driven around. Um, mm-hmm. What a great example to set for them. Totally. And and there's probably other things we could do like that that mm-hmm. are like little, you know, little flags, little mm-hmm. triggers that triggers, remind mm-hmm. us. And so I think we could set those up in our life, you know, whether it's having that chair that you go to, having a street, um, you know, a song that turns your heart to worship. So uh, th- these are all so good. Okay, well, um, the the last section of your book gives Praying Moms 10 Scripture-inspired prayers, which you always do so well at these. I just love how you put it together. Again, you're just praying God's word, mm-hmm. but I love that you have them there so that it's easy for us to just get our hands on and pray through God's word, especially for those who are new at doing that. These are great kind of kickstart to help see how it's done. I just am really excited about this. And I think that there's no better first and best response to anything, big things, little things. If we are praying, our kids are learning from us that that's the first and best response to anything. Something good, let's stop and pray. Something hard, let's stop and pray. Mm-hmm. You know, m- missing your your car keys, stop and pray, whatever it might be, because really God is available 24 seven. Right. Mm -hmm, And so we can have these ongoing conversations with him and and nobody cares about our kids more than he does. So any, um, final words of, of wisdom or encouragement for the moms? Yeah. I, I want, you know, one of the main things that we wanted to do with this book was help moms understand that prayer is not a last resort. We see that a lot in, in everyday speak. People will say, well, you know, all we can do now is pray or all that's left to do now is pray. Or I feel like, well, I'll pray for you, but gosh, isn't there something else I can do? You know, we, mm. we feel like we have this misconception that prayer is not enough. And prayer is actually our first and best response. It truly is. It is a gift from the Lord. We, we don't, you know, people who are very uh, way smarter than I am and, and, and much more theologically astute than I am, some of them still struggle to understand prayer. There is mm. a, a little bit of a mystery around sure. why God calls us to pray. But the fact of the matter is that the creator of the universe has asked us to pray and join him in the building of his kingdom. And so we do it because of that. And it isn't a last resort. It is the very, very best thing that we can be doing. So our heart from this book is let's get that message out there that prayer is mm-hmm. is not an afterthought. It's actually mm-hmm. one of the most important things that you can do for your kids. Yeah. So good. I love that. Well, where can listeners connect with you and find your new book? Absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is just brookmclaughlin.net. And then um, if you want to specifically look for that book, just add a praying dash mom to the end of that and you'll find it. You can also go to millionprayingmoms.com. That would be another place. And I would love to have people join me on Instagram at Brooke McLaughlin as well. And that's Brooke with an E. Awesome. Well, you are always such an encouragement to me. You make me want to pray more. And so just thank you for that. And um, I think a lot of women will appreciate what you've shared here in this book. And the cool thing is, if you've got daughters, this is for them too. So I love that you've broadened your audience there. So much fun. Thank you, Brooke, so much for being with us. Thank you for having me as always. I'm sure we'll have you back again. (laughs) God bless. Aloha. 
All right, friends, I hope you have been encouraged and inspired and be sure to go over to show notes where you can get links to everything that Brooke has mentioned. Always good to check out show notes. I always pack it in with good stuff. And again, always have links if we talk about different things. Um, I want to also make sure that you know the best way to never miss a podcast episode or a new blog post or any big news if I've got something going on, which I love to do, is to be an email subscriber. So if you are not yet on my email list, I would love to have you join my incredible community. And you can do that by going straight over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Super easy. I typically send out an email each week. I'm working on um, making an opportunity for people to switch that to just seasonal and big news. So if you don't like getting weekly emails, that's okay. You'll have an opportunity to switch that over. But for now, I do send a weekly email and then only when I've got something really big to share will I send other emails outside of that. I try to keep these really short and sweet. I try to pack them with, uh, encouragement with something funny, uh, links to anything great that I've found, but my email subscribers are the best. And a lot of people tell me they look forward to receiving my email every week. And so it's really kind of a fun way to be in community together. And I love it when people hit reply to those emails and tell me what's going on with them, how I can pray for them, ask a question. I try to be very available and um, keep in touch with everyone on that list. So again, go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe and say hi when you sign up to be on my email list. Okay. So thank you guys so much. I have great episodes coming up in the next few weeks. I've recorded some in advance that I'm just bubbling over excited to share with you. So keep coming back, spread the word about the boy mom podcast, keep enjoying your summertime, and I will see you again next week. Aloha. Aloha.